CBS Sports Network. Coming to you live from the Built Ford Tough Studio. Poor Brett Maher last night was really going through it. I know people have no sympathy for those kickers, especially guys like you who go up and down the field, put your body out there, get slammed around by defensive ends against tough defenses in the playoffs, and all of a sudden you hand off the football to the special teams unit, and here comes Brett Maher, every uh, bit of 160 pounds, and then misses four extra points last night, which is a, a playoff record, as you said, in your CBS Sports Minute. And Dak Prescott was flat out pissed last night, and he was not hiding it on the sidelines, screaming through his helmet down. He was not happy, and I don't blame him. I, I really don't. So, you know, now the Cowboys are confronted with this problem because, yes, Brett Maher had a good season for the Cowboys. Yes, Jerry Jones is right. He's, you know, he's made plenty of them. But when kickers go south like this, they really go south. Yeah, it may have just been one game. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure they'll have him on a practice field. Uh, Did he I'm miss sure. an extra point in week 18, too, yeah, though? Buzz, I think he'll be on the practice field today. I wouldn't doubt. Yeah, of course. I would. Just for himself, to get himself through it. And, you know, of course, they're kicking on grass next week at San Francisco. So this will be an interesting thing to watch. And Jerry Jones said it last night. Look, he's, he's kicked some big kicks for us. We're going to keep him. We're going to stay with him. And uh, quite frankly, I would would have been upset too last night if I were Dak Prescott because all the pressure is on Dak Prescott to perform. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and all he did last night was outperform the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest you know uh, playoff quarterback, the, the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. He outplayed him last night, and uh, you know the Buccaneers looked like the team that they were, a team with a losing record. Yeah, they did not look good, and they've been they've been that bad. For a majority of the year, they just ended up winning the worst division in football this year. So, I mean, the Cowboys looked terrible against Washington that last week, but they really did turn it on. But, yeah, I don't blame Dak Prescott at all. Though I mean, you're right. Everybody was talking about how Dak Prescott needed to win this game, and here he was doing everything he could. He runs that touchdown in on that fourth and short down the goal line, and he goes to the sideline, and he looks up, and he misses another extra point. I mean, he's just livid. Like, what if, what if Tom Brady comes back and beats us because we couldn't kick extra points? Points. And by the way, Mike McCarthy made the right call. Fourth and short, go for it. Yeah. He went for it. And, you know, you talk about clueless. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense was clueless. Yeah. And awful. you're just wondering, you're looking at Todd Bowles standing there on the sideline. You're like, uh, you know, guy, did your team know what's going on out there? No. I mean, he's not a good I head coach. Bad. I feel bad for him because, you know, now all of a sudden, if he ends up staying there um, and no Tom Brady, what are they going to do? Yeah, they're going to go right down the tubes is probably what's going to happen unless somehow they pull off a trade and get another competent quarterback that's out there. Maybe Derek Carr ends up there. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, if Tom Brady goes and they don't have anybody competent to replace him, I and mean, that's going to be an issue, especially with the way that that defense looked last night. Hey, just take it on the chin for a year and go get Caleb Williams. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. I know, man. I hear you. And I, nobody's arguing with you now. Uh, Jack and Hawthorne. What's going on, Jack? Good morning, guys. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely, Jack. What's, what's going on? Uh, I had a funny story about last night. I uh, had Dallas and the under in a two-team parlay, and uh, I was yelling and screaming at the screen when uh, he missed all those extra points, but as it turned out, I won the under by a half a point. Yep, that's wow. right. So it ended up was 45 and a half. It ended up at 45. That's unbelievable. And all he had to do was hit one of those extra points for it to go over. So think about all the people on the other end, Jack, who had the over and should have cashed that ticket and did yeah. not because of four missed extra points. 
Yeah, I was very lucky last night. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely were. So congrats on that. Uh, let's go to Danielle in Pennsylvania. She's the one who's been in contact with Eddie Brown, the picks jockey. Danielle, good morning. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you guys so much. Um, this is kind of ridiculous, but I um, replied to a tweet from Eddie that said, if I push follow, does that mean I can find people easier? And I said, yeah, because I was then concerned he didn't understand why he had so many followers. And I said, yeah, over 7,000 of us pushed follow on you. Right. So then he responded and said, now, are you able to just get what you want or do you get all the ramblings? Because that would be a bit much for people. And I said, well, you know, they could just as easily hit on follow if they're not a fan of that. Um, and then he went on 37 tweets about how, you know, there are people who aren't hearing what they want to hear from him and they just want his picks. So I taught him how to block. And then he had 20 blocks about, 20 tweets about blocking people <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> so it's your fault, Danielle. It sort of is my fault, but I felt like I was teaching like Pop Up how to use Twitter. And, you know, he's done so much for so many people, but he deserves to not, you know, Taking the badness that comes along with it. Yeah, I mean, everybody does, though, right? And that's what Twitter is. If you're going to put yourself out there in any sort of way, and I know Eddie's not making any money on this, since that makes it maybe even tougher to deal with the criticism, but that's that's what this is. There's going to be haters out there. They're going to be all over him, and unfortunately, he probably hasn't dealt with something like this before. But people, this is what people want to see. They want to see his pick, and then they want to see his take on the game while the game is going on that they're watching with him. That's all they want. They don't want anything else, and he wants to tweet out everything else. So people are going to have to deal with it because I don't think Eddie's going to change. I did not plan on him replying to me. <laughs> replies that he's gotten. I did not plan on him replying to me, but he had 23 followers. And he's telling us when he's going out with his dog. None. He has no clue what's going on. No, he, re he really does <laughs> not understand. He really does not understand how it works. So, so what is your take on Eddie? Because I'm a little bit concerned about him with some of these tweets and the paranoia, thinking there's people from Vegas that are out there watching him while he walks his dog. Where, where do you think he's at mentally right now? I think he's overwhelmed. I think he's trying to absorb all of it and do the best and try to raise people money. But one of his responses to me was, this guy's complaining about all of my ramblings that nobody wants to see, but I think he has money, and I'm just trying to raise money for my dental surgery, and I'll call this guy personally, but all he has to do is pay for my dental surgery. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my I mean, God. this is, like, better than reality TV, right, Danielle? I mean, this is just, this is true life reality entertainment. When I was sending my husband screenshots of this, he was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though, man. But we're all, this is the thing Eddie needs to know if he's listening. We're all supporting him. Right, we're all supporting him. We all want him to do well. We all want him to be right in the right mind frame. Yeah, uh, he just apologized on Twitter for tweeting. <laughs> I want to apologize for not knowing how to use Twitter, so I will back off from bothering people. I just want them to make some money. Oh, okay. Very okay, good. good. And I'll say, Eddie, you know... He didn't, he didn't the entire reason that I told him how to block people was because he said some people are in for all the ramblings. And I said, they can easily, just as easily push unfollow on your page. 
Nobody right. has to sign up for this. That, that is true. But also, if they push on follow and then want to go and find his pick, they got to sort through thousands of tweets to find his pick, which is probably annoying problem. for people as well. So this is what I did. I follow Eddie in the morning, and I unfollow him after his pick. Not unfollow, unnotifications. I turn my notifications for Eddie on in the morning. <laughs> And then I turn my notification off for him. Okay. Danielle, that's a good way to do it. And I think that other people should probably follow that. And I don't want to change who Eddie is. No. I just want to make sure that he's okay. You know, these ramblings don't seem great for him. So that's why I want to make sure he's okay. But if he wants to use Twitter to ramble, use Twitter to ramble, man. This is your, it's your Twitter account. Do Do whatever you want. want. You can do whatever you want. And if people don't want to listen, they they can turn you off. Right, exactly. So, uh, Danielle, thank you for your service here, trying to get uh, Eddie on the right path. (laughs) Thank you for your service. And, uh, you know, check in from time to time and let us know if you have any more interactions with him. I promise I will. Thank you. All right, see you, Danielle. I mean, isn't that unbelievable? We have people in Pennsylvania that have Eddie's notifications on for his college basketball picks to start their day. And she turns them off in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Because she to deal with the rambling. Right, just gets his pick and moves on. Wow. Uh, Brad's on Long Island. What's going on, Brad? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? All right, Brad. What's happening, brother? Hey, not much, man. I want to chime in about this Eddie Money guy. He sounds pretty awesome. Um, yeah. You know, he's doing all this stuff for free and everything. Um, seems like he might have a little difficult time doing it. So maybe all these people that are profiting off of this guy, uh, maybe send some of that profit towards him. Or if he doesn't want to take it, since he seems kind of like a good dude that might not want it, maybe throw up a charity that you want and people can throw towards that because they're all making money free off of this dude. Yeah, so that so you're right about that. I I do agree. Now, there's a couple issues here. Now, one, I do think he would take the money cuz as we heard from Danielle, he needs money for his dental surgery. So I do think he would take the money. I have seen people in his mentions ask for his Venmo so they could send money. So people are on the the same thought process as you, but the issue is that that Eddie is technically illiterate. So he can, yeah. doesn't know how, I, there's no way in hell he's got a Venmo account. So well, yeah. if there's somebody in his life that could set that up for him, that would be a great thing. Because I guarantee people would send 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 100 percent. Absolutely, well, they would. Hell, I, I would send him 100 bucks just because of this, this, the enjoyment that you know we're following him here. Exactly. And it's been great. I, I also would say this. That if he were living in Kentucky where I met him mm-hmm. and he were still there, I would have had his dental stuff taken care of. I got two friends there that are top line dentists. One's a jaw surgeon. The other one is a great dentist. Um, and they would have taken care of this guy. Maybe he can ride a horse to Kentucky and get this dental surgery. What yeah. do you think? You know anybody? He lives in Maryland now. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Of, yeah, I, he's in Anne Arundel County, so I, I think he's down by Annapolis somewhere. Okay, maybe Severna Park or something like that. All I right. I don't. I don't really know anybody there in that field. Well, if he's got a car, he could drive to Kentucky nah, to get this done. You don't want. He's not, then they got to stay overnight and everything else. And this could be a big deal in Eddie's life. Let's go to Chester. Horse over there. Imagine the promotional tweets the dentist would get. Oh my God! It would be amazing. My, my guys don't need promotional tweets. They, they they are so slammed because they're so good at what they do. Uh, Chester in South Carolina. What's up, Chester? Hey uh, man, I, I just want to thank you guys, man. I, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Yesterday, I identified so much with you and your uh, people coming over the house and watch a game with you. And you 
sort of want to be by yourself when you're flipping out over things that really don't freaking matter. And uh, maybe the dogs need the room when I'm watching the game. But, uh, but, 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 uh, but actually yesterday or, or the, the day the Giant came, I actually prayed that I would, I would act like a big boy today, whether they win or lost. And, and uh, thank God I didn't have to find out how it would be if they lost. But, uh, I mean, I, I really... I laughed my ass off yesterday. <laughs> I mean, really, I haven't laughed that hard in years. <laughs> well, thanks, Jester. I appreciate that, and um, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. And and you're right. You do have the right perspective, by the way, because you know later on that we're getting that mad over something that doesn't really matter. But in the moment, it's the only thing that matters. Right, right, and and and, and you know, sometimes uh, like being a Met fan, uh, I love, like I really enjoy watching baseball and football. And sometimes it's cool when my teams ain't in. I love to sit down and I can just enjoy the game. I don't care who, who wins or who loses, you know? Yeah, of course. And it's torture when your team's in it. And thanks, Chester, uh, for the call. It's torture when your team's in it sometimes. You always want them to be in it, but when they are in it, it's torture for you. But we sign up for it every single year. So it's just tough, though, because I don't want to tell my family members who want to watch the game yeah, with they, me. No, this is an important game, too. This is a playoff game. This yeah. isn't like some third week, you know, third game of the season. Right. No, I know. And then when they say, I want to come over and watch a game with you, I'm going to keep And yeah, no. your mom wants to be with you. You know that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah Mom loves being with you. You made her into a Viking. I fan. did. I did. She and she's, she's all, you know, focused in on the tacos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. you know, uh, by the way, like I was telling you, uh, I think I told you this last year or something going to a ranger game for me is kind of similar yeah yeah like i want to watch the game right and and people think that i'm there to take pictures with everybody Mm. which is fine i don't mind that in between the periods it's when it happens during the period yeah not good and it it really becomes like an issue sure and that's why you got to get up in that box with the people you know no well no that's even worse oh really yeah because sometimes they won't let you watch a game either because they all want to socialize boxes are for socializing Right. I want to go and watch a game. And you're not a guy who can be in disguise. It's impossible. Well, that's the point. You know, you're there, and, like, my seats are great seats, and, like, you know, you kind of get to know everybody around you and everything, which is good, because they get used to you. So everything's fine. But it's, like, the randos that show sure. up that have the tickets, like, because they got somebody gave them the tickets, or they bought right. the tickets off for StubHub or something else. Oh, my God. It's Boomer. Got to get a picture. He I'll won't mind. Well, yeah, right. I mean, like, I'm there just like everybody else is. Right. I'm not there on the dime of Madison Square Garden. Right. I'm you not wanna... sitting in those seats that are going to put me up on the scoreboard. Right. You just want to take in the game, watch your team, and be a fan. And, by the way, how far have we come? Giants, giant guys players were at the Nick game yesterday. Yeah. They weren't on a boat in Miami. That's right. That's good. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, and they're getting cheered, not yes. booed. Love it. Let's go to Caitlin and Bayshore. What's up, Caitlin? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning, Caitlin. What's happening? No, oh, so I'm from Bayshore, around, well, around you guys. So my question is, my husband is, a, my whole family's Giants fans, as am I, and we're all on cloud nine from the game. Now, last night, so... That kicker, what a that was crazy! And I said to my husband, "I'm like, don't they have a backup kicker?" <laughs> no, and, no, <laughs> right? That's I was like, so what happens? Like, you know, next week, obviously they're playing next week. They beat Tom Brady, awesome win. 
What happens? What do they do with this kicker? Well, they're going to they're gonna keep him on the team, as according to the owner, Jerry Jones, who's also their general manager, okay. and they're going to keep him. Right. Uh, they could actually sign another kicker if they wanted to, if something happens this week where they feel like, uh-oh, maybe this guy needs a shrink or something. Yeah. And we don't want to put yeah. him out there on the field against San Francisco, but I don't think that's the case. But there's plenty of kickers out there that they could sign. Is this guy, I don't know the team well, is this guy a good kicker? Yes, yes. Yeah, he was good throughout the year, and just this is just a mental issue right now for him, which is scary because you can't recreate the pressure on the practice field. And you're not going to know how he's going to perform until he gets on the field against the 49ers. That's why Graham Gano is so important for the Giants. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's a tough one. And then I guess Morton Anderson, who's like 50-something years old now, was tweeting that he... Would either you know, the Cowboys job open, the Cowboys have my number or whatever. So he was out there saying that. So everybody's all over Brad Maher. Surprised uh, Nick Lowry's not out there doing the same thing. Yeah, maybe. Morton Anderson is some legend, urban legend about him that I had heard years ago. Every time I hear Morton Anderson's name now, it's all I think about is that thing. Did you ever really? hear that? Nah. Never heard anything about him? No, he's a good guy. He's Danish. Yeah, he is Danish, yeah. He's Danish. Like Danish? Yeah, I remember having him on when I was doing the uh, the network show. He was very funny. And he's had, out there. He's kind of some edge. Yes, I didn't have the guts to to ask him about that urban legend, though. No, apparently, very very flexible guy. Yes, that's what I heard. I get, I, I remember playing against him in a couple games. We played the Saints, and he was out in pregame doing these incredible. I mean, these crazy stretches. I'd never seen anybody so. He was like Gumby. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, that's sort of what led to this urban legend, apparently. Well, there was one Pro Bowl where he was so flexible that he was, you know, doing some crazy stuff, and everybody saw it. Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got CeeLo back with us, and he's got a sports update. We had a final playoff game last night and plenty more. What's up, Chris? All right, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Flag and Anthem. Real clothes for real life. So we covered the Tom Brady end zone interception last hour. That was sort of the obvious turning point in last night's game because the Cowboys followed it up with a 15-play 80-yard drive, capping it off with this. It's fourth and goal. They're going to pass up the three. What they're going to do is play action. Fourth and goal. Man in motion left to right. Inside a play action, bootleg to the left, Prescott all the way, runs it in for the touchdown, and he's fired up. Brad Shan. Look at me, bitches. On Cowboys Radio. On the TV side, Dak and the boys made Troy Aikman eat his words as well. well I, I think I'd take the three. Yeah, and that was. And he never said like, "Well, I guess I was wrong about yeah, that." Well, you they know, never go back and correct themselves in those spots. He Just was like, very okay. complimentary of Dak, though, both during the game and then after. Well, of course, the game. he was. He has you know, to be. Much he loves him. He's, happy he's for like him. stepping on minefield doing games for Cowboys. You know yeah. that. <laughs> and by the way, the other fan base probably thinks that you know it's the other way, but um, they were great last night. It's fine. Yeah. But here, here's the thing: uh, Tom Brady threw 66 passes Career last high. night. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's trying to go out on a career high. I don't. I think he would have much preferred they had some semblance of a running game. I mean, if he could have, he would have attempted 100 passes last night. Uh, That was ridiculous. He's not going out on this year. There's no way. This has been such a tough year for him. With the personal life, even said it, I'm 45 years old. There's a lot of crap going on. Mm. 
he wants to come back, be singularly focused on football, on another team with more weapons and a better head coach, and give it one more shot. He goes to Vegas. He's got Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, assuming they sign him, resign him. That would be a good place. And Josh McDaniels. weapons on the Bucks And Humphrey Renfro. Yeah, but that thing is all of a sudden, that that thing is what's out. Why? Tom Bowles. There you go. Yeah. 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 Bruce Arians is missing. I was hoping he'd come down from the uh, the suite at halftime last night. Didn't work out so well. I mean, he's just you know because he, he was like he was like a Brian Dayball on the sideline. Yeah, I'm not like, hey, Brady. What are you doing? What do you think this is? We got to run the freaking ball. I mean, I, I want you to throw it. We got to run it maybe a little bit. I know you're right about Godwin and Evans and Fournette and everything else, but. Just feels like he once again needs another fresh start somewhere. I agree with the fresh start, but it's just, it's just baffling to me that with the and I know they had injuries at times oh, along the way. Can you imagine but... him in a Raider uniform. <laughs> oh my God, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Josh McDaniels. Oh, I think come the on. I think the Forty Nineers would be. But you just told me that going to the AFC is a bad idea. Yeah, but they they were in a they were in the lead in a lot of their games this year. And that quarterback the Ra- that got the Raiders leads, yeah, yeah, was Derek Carr. Now he's out on the street. Mm. And the interesting hey, thing about there. Derek Carr is that, like, the Jets could trade for him right now, mm-hmm. and they would have to give him a contract extension if they traded for him because he has a no trade clause, and you would have to do with him like what Cleveland did with Deshaun Watson. He may not want to come to the Jets. <laughs> But in order to come to the Jets, you might have to say, okay, we'll give you five years, $200 million. Yeah. Didn't you say a week and a half, two weeks ago, you like Derek Carr, but he doesn't belong in New right. York? Right. I'm just saying that. I'm, yeah. But I'm just So let's go have the Jets go get him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not I'm just explaining like, the process of how you could get him I right know. now and keeping him away I from know. free agency. And if you did so, let's just say you traded for him now with his contract. You then, he says, you know, no, to the, I don't want to go to the Jets. I don't want the trade. And then the Jets get involved and say, look, let's talk to your agent. Let's figure out what, what's going to make you happy and give you an idea that we want, we're in the long term with you. So he's going to want guaranteed money. He's going to want a longer term contract. And then he's probably going to say, and by the way, get rid of this kid, Zach Wilson. I don't want him hanging around. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, by the way, if, if we don't know how Brock Party is going to play the rest of the playoffs, but imagine this scenario. Tom Brady goes to the 49ers brass and goes, one more year, I want to be with you guys. Do they go? I don't think they can afford him. No, that's what I mean. Uh, they're losing Jimmy. Situation. No, right. they're, fascinating. No. I mean, Brock Purdy, is he like the seventh round version of the sixth round yeah. version Tom Brady? Trey Lance is just like, it, he's basically gone. Well, he's yeah. hurt. No, I know, but he got hurt, and now it's like, who even remembers? Garoppolo came back, played well, and now you got this kid playing well, and now you're talking about maybe Tom Brady coming to town. Well, I, he's saying that more than I but am, but he's I. He's not I, the only one who's making that. that I mean, it's point. like this, like, there's also those people that believe that maybe he'll go to Miami. It's like he almost went to Miami last year. Miami lost a draft pick because they were, uh, you know, messing around with them in, in the offseason. Here's the problem, though. Isn't Giselle in Miami? Yeah, but so are his kids. That's true. Good, Good point. point. So, like, I'm thinking <laughs> that, that you know, both Michigan men, right? Stephen Ross and him. Michigan men. Right. That's a big thing. I know. And, and Mr. Michigan Man is staying. Jim yeah, Harbaugh, because nobody wants right. him in the NFL. It's incredible. The same dance again. And last year, he said that he wasn't going to do this ever again, and he did it again. 
Uh, all right, what else there, CeeLo? All right, uh, let me just play you one more uh, from the Cowboys' perspective. Obviously, uh, big night on offense. Dak Prescott, five total touchdowns. But on the other side of the ball, they gave Brady and the Bucks trouble all night long. Mike McCarthy loved every second of it. Defensively, I, I just thought we, you know, we were all over them as soon as we got off the bus. I mean, I, I just thought our defense set to really set the tempo for the game. They only blitzed six times last night. They had 19 pressures. Now, I know he threw 66 times. But like you said last hour, I mean, he looked very uncomfortable for the better part of that game. Some they weird, tapped on some, some yards throws, late. Yeah, it some was weird throwaways. Very strange. Nature, yeah. Very strange night. But they anyway, got to him. Yeah. Could have been 28 nothing uh, before the Bucks scored, but Brett Maher missed four extra point attempts. Peyton Manning was losing his mind on the Manning cast while Eli was being Eli. This was after the third Maher miss. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. I've never seen anything like it. Why are we kicking on? it? Why are we kicking it? What is going on here? Talk about a buzz kill. No one's ever missed three field, three extra points in a row. You That's cut a guy a at halftime of a playoff game. That'd be a record. <laughs> Peyton wanted him out. Get him out of here. See, this is why Peyton can't coach. This is why, you know, because he would want to. He's he, got he's, no patience. He has yeah. got no patience yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> at see, one point, uh, you know, their, their Caesars commercial is pretty funny where they're, where they're doing the whole thing with uh, J.B. Smoove. And, you know, Cooper wins. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the game that they're playing. And... You can hear the background. You're like on the helmet catch. And Peyton said, well, can we stop talking about the helmet catch? <laughs> I mean, those things are really unbelievably done. Yes, they are. They are funny. They do a good job. Yeah. Uh, Maher did end up making uh, an extra point on Dallas's fifth touchdown of the night. And both McCarthy and Jerry Jones, after the game, said there are no plans to bring in a new kicker this week in advance of their Sunday showdown with the 49ers. As for Brady, non-committal one way or the other on his future, said he would try to get a good night's sleep and take it one day at a time. Other than telling us he would sink like a son of a bitch if he uh, tried to walk on water, Brian Dable, predictably vanilla the day after his Giants beat the Vikings because all the focus now turns to round three against the Eagles. Obviously 0-2 against them this year, so we've got to do a good job this week of getting ready to play uh, you know, the best team in the league, the best team in the NFC. Let's see if they can pick up their first playoff win in Philadelphia since December of 1981. Now, both of his coordinators are going to be getting interviews at some point. The Colts have put in a request for both Mike, uh, both Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale, but Dable said yesterday Don't those go there. interviews will not be taking place <laughs> this week. The Jets do plan, uh, plan to speak to Dolphins pass coordinator Daryl Bevel about their OC vacancy. He was one of the names on the list uh, as soon as they parted ways with Michael Floor, and indeed, they will speak about that job at some point. And as Gio alluded to, Jim Harbaugh is returning to Michigan for next season after, again, talking to a couple of NFL teams about possibly coming back. Uh, this from the end of the statement he released, my heart is at the University of Michigan. I once heard a wise man say, don't try to out happy, happy, go blue. Don't try to out happy, happy. Yeah, meaning if you're happy, don't try to be... Happier. Just okay. enjoy being happy. All right, very good. Be appreciative of where you're at and what you got. So that's the word from Harbaugh in the statement there. Very good. Very exciting. Uh, we played the R.J. Barrett dunk that forced OT for the Knicks yesterday against the Raptors, but that was after they'd blown another fourth-quarter lead, and then in overtime, Toronto would take control. Barnes wants the ball. Siakam cuts, throws it down, and the foul. Perfectly executed play. And the Raptors back up by five. Fifth or sixth game that they have lost a lead in the fourth quarter at home, right? Yeah. Yeah, that is as much as they've done some nice things this season. There yeah. have been some games that that, that's given the hiccup away. for this team right yeah. now. Yep. Like the hiccup for this team is like you gotta close these games out. Absolutely. 
And they should have. You know, the Raptors aren't playing great, but for whatever, for whatever reason, they match up well with the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> that's, a, that's one of those things. If you were in the play-in game or whatever and you ended up getting the Raptors, you wouldn't feel great about it. No. I mean, I think the Knicks are better on paper, quite frankly, than they are. But for whatever reason, the Raptors just, they just beat them. Van Vliet ended up with 33. Jalen Brunson did have an open look for the win at the buzzer. Just a little strong off back rims. The Knicks come up short against Toronto. 123-121. Too many open threes by the Raptors. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were talking about something. Too many open threes late in the game. By the way, somebody was not rotating. Somebody was not getting to his. I think I know who it is, but I'm not sure. Mm. But... It was two two wide open threes that I could think of that were buried, and the guy that was supposed to be where there and not allowing that to happen was nowhere to be found. Put an St- end to standing the underneath the basket, you know, mm. bitching and complaining about something. Huh? Not gonna say who it is. Though. No. Mm. End of the three-game winning streak for the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau was not necessarily pleased with the officiating in this one. I don't really care if a game's called tight or if it's called loose. I just want consistency. That's what I look for. You know, it was physical. It was, you know, it was, there was a lot going on. But he said he didn't know what a foul was in this particular well, game. Which wait, how many how many foul me. shots did Toronto have? I don't know. Did they have like forty? Probably forty attempts from. I would free imagine throw that's line? why he was a little frustrated. What are we doing afterwards? here? I thought we were playing men's basketball. Is this men's basketball? What's going on? Anyway, forty-one free throw attempts. A lot. Can we just play basketball as opposed to having like a a, a, a shooting contest? Forty one free throws and how many three point attempts for the Raptors yesterday? The Raptors had let's see, three point attempts, forty four. There you go. There's your 44 ball game. Forty four three point and they attempts hit how many? And forty one. They had thirteen out of forty four. That's not great. Oh, not so it was great. a free throw. Nine right. out of thirty one and oh. only had thirty five free. I mean, like you had seventy six free throw attempts. A refs. Let them play, please. Stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Replay, stop, start, stop. Timeout. It's like you just want to toothpicks in your eyes at the end of these games. Okay, let's put you in a better mood before Gio throws me out. Zibanejad gets the shot off. He scores. A beautiful shot by Mika Zibanejad. Beats Merzlikens and the Rangers take a one nothing lead. Sam Rosen, of course, 20th. Merzlikens. Merzlikens sounds like that made-up name that uh, Al said once with uh, Yikshneve. <laughs> he was trying to name a Ranger and he was like, Yikshneve? Merzlikens. <laughs> by the way, the, I know the Islanders His first lost, name is but, Elvis, uh, too, by the way. Yes. Elvis, yes. Elvis Merzlikens. I know the Islanders lost. Columbus, but, uh, yeah. They blew, Matty March scored, but they yeah. blew a 3-0 lead, lost in overtime to the Capitals and the Devils with their fifth in a row as they win in a shootout. 4-3, to three, your guy Jack Hughes tied it up late in Nine regulation. Nine seconds to go yep. in the game. I saw that 29th last. of the season for Hughes. And Vitek Vanacek made a tremendous save in the shootout. I have to say, MLK Day Sports is good, man. A lot because going on. a lot going on. Early afternoon games. and also You can watch a whole bunch of stuff. And Matt had a bloody mouth last night as well. Really Where was that from? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I just got a bunch of pictures of the bloody mouth oh, while I was watching the football game. I was like, uh-oh. No smoochy smoochy. <laughs> Corey Gino, Cody Alon, from the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Corey Gino on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I love a cryptic Instagram or Twitter post. It's my favorite in sports where these guys have all these opportunities to say what's on their mind. They don't say what's on their mind, and they just allude to it on Twitter or Instagram. It is my favorite. 
favorite thing that athletes do these days. This is what we dealt with with Kyler Murray last year. That's right. After he lost their playoff game, but they well they lost their playoff game to the Rams, and then he basically scrubbed his entire. I, I, how would you say biography of anything Cardinals? Yeah, that's right. Every social media account he had, he scrubbed it. He was one of many who puts out these things. And you, you, I mean, you got like you got Twitter, you got Instagram. You could call up anybody, do an interview. You could do any of that stuff and say what's on your mind. But they never do. They do a cryptic Instagram post. So yesterday, who gets involved in the cryptic Instagram posting? None other than Lamar Jackson, who's got all this controversy surrounding him as people are starting to believe that maybe he could have played in the playoff game against the Bengals, but did not push through it because he doesn't have a guaranteed contract or a contract at all at this point with the Baltimore Ravens. So this is what he posted. When you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it. Because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you, too. Now, this is posted after the Ravens have been eliminated from the playoffs. I read this, like most people do, that he is saying, ha ha. You mess with me. You didn't treat me well. I screwed you. You're out of the playoffs. That's the way I took that. That's cryptic. the way you're reading. That's the way I'm reading it. You didn't take care of me. You played with me, and I didn't take care of you because you didn't take care of me. That's the way this happened. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on in there. Well, in that post, now how you just explain that? I'm telling you right now. <clears throat> by the way, this is yes. something we didn't talk about leading up to the game because we were so Giants Vikings uh, obsessed and rightfully so. Do you know that Sammy Watkins said that he hopes Lamar Jackson decides to play? Yes. I mean, <laughs> it basically tells you everything you need to know. And the way that John Harbaugh the week before that talked about, I'm not going there. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm just not going there. Let us all to believe that, you know, they thought that he could play. And there are probably some players in that team that also thought that he could play. Now, some of those players came out yesterday mm -hmm. and basically supported Lamar Jackson and said that the team should sign him moving forward, that, you know, he did the right thing and everything else. So there are those players that uh, are on his side, basically. Yeah, and Michael Vick also said on Fox, he was like, hey, I played an entire season with a sprained MCL. Big deal. Go out there and do it. I mean, if Michael Vick's saying that he played a very similar game to Lamar Jackson, at least with his legs, he was probably a better thrower than Lamar Jackson. But still, if he's saying that, I mean, that to me is an indictment on Lamar Jackson as well. I mean, and it makes sense. Like, I, and it, I don't, I'm not saying that he wanted to let his team down and lose a football game. Like, I don't think that's what it is. I really think, though, that he didn't push through it because this is his big payday. All right. Let's say he goes out there and snaps a knee ligament and he's out for the year and he's missing out on the big contract. Well, hopefully he would have insurance for that. But I would say, here, here's the thing that I would say. How in the world, if, if they believe that he could play and you interpret this cryptic tweet the way that you ter interpret it, how in the world can John Harbaugh, Steve Bashotti, and those guys down there bring him back in that locker room? Now, he's uber popular with his teammates, and he's uber popular around the NFL, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I also know that you have guys like J.K. Dobbins coming out and saying, you know, if we had Lamar, we would have won. Now, I don't know if that's a shot at Lamar or if that's a shot at Tyrell Huntley. Yeah. Or a shot at the coach for not giving him the ball when Tyrell Huntley jumped over the line and fumbled it on that quarterback sneak. Yeah, I think that it's... so. There was definitely a shot at the coach when he said that, why am I here? This is the reason I'm here. You got to give me the ball in that situation. And by the way, remember J.K. Dobbins, and you heard it, uh, Chris was talking about it on um, Sunday night, uh, that um, he went back for another surgery on his own. Yeah. So there's, there's something going on down there, fine, uh, you know, medically-wise, with the team and the players. I tell you, man, it is uh, not going to end well, in my opinion, and, and I'm with you. I think that if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you've, you've got to move on. You have to. You cannot give the contract to Lamar Jackson that he wants. You can't give him the Deshaun Watson contract. Let's say that he was legitimately hurt. That's even another discussion about how you can't give him that contract because he's been hurt numerous times throughout his career and it's not like when he's healthy he's led them to two AFC championship games or uh, AFC championships and Super Bowls he's won a single playoff game so I I don't I don't think that this is going to work out between these two sides and I think he ends up going somewhere else where so I've got Lamar Jackson next team odds right in front of me you do okay right now okay uh number one team you want to take a guess? You just want me to tell you. How many teams are on that list? Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We could do the top, well, want to do the top four? So let's say number four is, what What are the odds for number four? So four and three are the same at plus 600. Okay. So six so to the one. the Jets are in the top four. Six to one. The Jets are in the top four. The Saints are in the top four. The Saints aren't on the list at all. Really? Yeah. And this the Houston Texans? The Texans are not on the list at all. This is just one particular odds maker right. on this. Is Washington on the list? They are. They are a seven to one. And they are not in the top four. Carolina on the list? They are number eight at ten to one. So their implied chance is 9%. They also do that, implied chance. Wow. So I'm, I'm not putting any team, uh, obviously, in the AFC North in there. Uh, Indianapolis. They are not on the list. Now, this is Jeez. if, this, by the way, this is if Lamar Jackson leaves his next new team. This is the Ravens are not on this thing. This is his next team so odds. They're, but they're... they're <coughs> Is this a trade? Uh, no, it just says where he's going to end up playing. So it doesn't say how he's going to end up getting there. So the Jets are number two at 5-1 to one at 16.7 implied chance here. The number one team. Tampa? Tampa's not on the list either. God. So there's, a, there's another team out there. I got to think. I'm, what, what team is... Oh. One team that's got a 20% implied chance, and according to these odd makers, plus 400, which is 4-1 to one, to land here if he leaves the Baltimore Ravens. Is it is a shocking team to you when you say it? No, I actually think that mm. it makes it sense. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense to me, if you think about it. Tennessee. No, are they on the list? I don't think they are, but no, uh, it's not Tennessee. Tennessee is on the list at eight to one, but it's not Tennessee. 
NFC or AFC? AFC. Makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. This guy has openly, this head coach has openly talked about how much he likes this guy. Bill Belichick? Yep. The Patriots. Number one on this list at 4-1 to one and a 20% chance. Hmm. Hmm. The Jets and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another one here. This is from the Action Network. Different odds. The number one team on the list, your New York Jets at plus 300, which is better than any of the other odds. So you're going to give him a new contract that's going to pay him north of $40 million a year, and you're going to bring him in here to play quarterback for the Jets with Garrett Wilson and with Elijah Moore and all these Panic guys move. who had a hard time. <laughs> Panic move. Panic spot. Who had a hell of a hard time dealing with quarterbacks that were actually trying to throw the ball to them. Woody Johnson panic spot. That's what that would panic be. Panic spot. That would wow. 100% be a Woody Johnson panic move. It would be. Would you bring Greg Roman along with him? He's had a lot of success with it. Well, what's a lot of success? I mean, he won an MVP, but he's been hurt the last two years. Right. And it's not like he's had success in the playoffs. So I don't even know what a lot of success is. I mean, we always talk about Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt. How about this guy? It's true. 100%. And, by the way, the Jets do have that open offensive coordinator position. So, you know, you could pair them both up here. Pair them up. Pair them up. The two of them. Run on Lamar Jackson. I mean, it would, it would, that'd be buzz. There's no doubt it'd be buzz. So he could be this year's Russell Wilson. Hopefully working out better than that, but there would be a lot of buzz. Fans, I think, would, I think most fans would be excited about like, that. Like, to me, I think there's, there's a feeling that that's going to happen. Something's going to happen with Lamar. Uh, just like we felt like last year that something was going to happen with Russell Wilson, but for kind of the same reasons. Like, Lamar was a big new contract, and Russell wanted a big new extension. Yeah, this would be the biggest free agent signing of a quarterback in the history of the NFL. You know, Kirk Cousins did sign a big deal a few years back. The Deshaun Watson one ended up being a trade, and then he got the big contract. Russell Wilson trade, big contract. This is straight-up free agency. Well, if he gets to that, I mean, the the Ravens could tag him. The, yeah, but why? I mean, come on. At this point, this whole mess that's going on if here, there's tag, a lot of work you, to if do. You, if you tag him, then you, then you trade him. It's true. You could do that as well.